0: From One World Trade Center in Manhattan, overlooking dozens of golf courses that will never have us as members, this is the Golf Digest Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Podcast. I'm Alex Myers. Today I'm excited to be joined by one of the rising stars in women's golf. That is Madeline Sagstrom. Madeline, thank you for coming in today.
1: Oh, Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. So let's start with your record-breaking season on the Symmetra Tour uh, this year. You know, I just read somewhere you actually won more money than the previous two money winners combined – you broke the record. You broke all kinds of record b- by May even. Uh, where did this season come from? Did you did you see uh, a record-breaking performance like this coming? Entering
1: Ab- the year? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I did not. Um, I knew I had good golf in me, but I just really got my potential out there this year. I just uh, I definitely did not think this season would come in the beginning of the year. I, I was really uncomfortable and just really – had a really hard time with uh, myself and the whole turning pro thing. Mm-hmm. So this has just been – such an amazing year, and I still can't really believe what's going on.
0: What was the hardest uh, adjustment for you turning pro, uh, obviously, after your time at LSU?
1: I think it's the transition of being on your own again. Mm-hmm. Like you've been for five, like I was four and a half, five years with like with a team, and uh, you spend a lot of time on traveling with these girls, and and you have a coach who takes care of you, and then then you're on your own. You have to choose yourself. You have to book your own flights and all this stuff, and it kind of just wow, I what what's going on? And you like you're trying to make it financially off your mm-hmm. golf too, and it's just like this whole new world that you never experienced before. Because you think that when, you, when you're you out of college, you're like, I'm going to have so much time to just practice. Right. I'm going to live the dream, like right. all these things. And it's just so much more to it than right. you expect.
0: What, what was it like having that pressure of... Earning a living too, uh, playing golf. I mean, what, what was that? Did that add an, another element to when you're when you're actually playing?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of people don't know. Like like I actually went through like a lot of financial like, in the beginning. Like I was really struggling. I could hmm. only play play a few events, and I, I was really fortunate to have my grandma help me out to hmm. figure everything out. Because like you're you're coming out and you're starting off as a nobody, coming right off, the, off your amateur career, and it's really hard to get it going uh and i was i was really nervous about that because i didn't know how for how long i could play and if Mm -hmm. i was if i wasn't playing great i wouldn't been able to play for long so so like you have that backside of everything and uh, i was really fortunate to play really well in the beginning because i i I talked to my mentor robert carlson about this and i was like i don't like i'm I'm, i can't put too much pressure on money Mm -hmm. but he's like don't put it on it it's money's gonna happen if you just do your thing and mm-hmm. so that I really just try to put that in the background and just really try to focus on myself and then everything else figure. It's like solved, mm-hmm. solved it, solve it itself.
0: You mentioned Robert Carlson mm-hmm. is a mentor. Who who else has kind of been uh, a key to your, your golf development?
1: I have. I've worked with my uh, coach from high school, Hans Larson, for eight years, mm-hmm. ever since high school. So we were a really close relationship, and I talked to him. Uh, every week when I'm out on the road. So he is, he's is he been a big, big part of this journey. Uh, I've had a lot of support from the Swedish national team mm-hmm. throughout the years. And they, they were actually at the uh, tour championship last week. So they oh. watched the last round of me. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I had Patrick and, uh, and KG come out and watch. So that was a lot of fun for them to see that. Uh, so I have a lot of support and obviously my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but p- probably my uh, uh, Hans, my high school coach, and Robert's been like my best my biggest two biggest success factors lately
0: and how did you get put in touch with with Robert uh, to kind of you know how did that come about
1: so the swedish national team is really good at uh getting our girls like the girls together mm-hmm. especially and like they so we have camps uh so we had a, uh, a camp like i think it's two it was, this will be a third year okay uh and he was like one of our seeker guests one oh, year okay. so he was there one year and then the following year they asked him if he wanted to like coach one of the girls which was me because i was the only one girl turning pro that mm-hmm. year So, uh, and I was like, um, it is Robert Carlson. I was like, obviously I want (laughs) to work for Robert Carlson. He's like one of the major superstars in Sweden. Sure. So I was like, okay, yeah. And then he came with me to Q school and the rest is history, I guess. Wow.
0: Wow. So now take us back to you're growing up in Sweden. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're from a small town even. Mm -hmm. How do you even get into golf? How did that start? How did that come about?
1: Like yeah, I grew up in this like I don't even would like even called it village. It's like yeah. five six houses like in wow. the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, so I'm, like, but my and wh- fam- what's it called? Uh, Grill Grillby. Okay, it, it's like this really small place. It's okay. not even where I'm like say I'm from anymore. Okay. But I moved to the city. Well, the city is like 30, like maybe 25,000. Okay. So it's like not okay. even a city, but so that's where I've grown up uh, from when I was nine. And I live right off the golf course. So my parents were all playing and like it kind of became a family thing to mm-hmm. go up to the course and hit balls on the range and stuff. And it was a lot easier for me and my brother to go up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I just kept doing that. And then at one point I figured I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this. Right. So I just kept playing.
0: Now, how did you end up at LSU? Obviously, little different climate change, I, I assume, from, mm-hmm. from where you're from. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> no,
1: I was fortunate to play on a national national team uh, from since like '09. Mm-hmm. So we they take us over here, so we get to play in a few junior events. So you have coaches watching you and all this stuff, because it's uh, after after high school, either you choose to go pro or you uh, go to college. So that's like what we do in Sweden. And I was over here, and I was, like, played. And my coach, Karen Bonson, watched me for my last term. And she watched me fifty 54-hole straight. And I was like, well, this this coach is really, like, persistent. She really wow. wants me to go there. And I was like, I went for a visit, and I was like, this is awesome. I can see myself walking on campus, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. If mm-hmm. I don't like it, I can just fly back home. It's a 24-hour flight, and I'm still there five years later. So, obviously, I liked <laughs> it. You liked it, Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, did you get into obviously football is huge there. Did you get into that at all, or did you get into some of the other uh, a bit more you know, American sports? I guess while you're at LSU.
1: Uh, yeah, like I, I think it's a lot of fun. I love the culture of football mm-hmm. and tailgating and all that stuff. Like it's a huge, it's a huge thing in Baton Rouge, and I, um, I'm a big supporter of LSU, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know too much. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> like the first thing that taught me was that the little man with the red hat was the commercial breaks on TV. I mean, like I don't like. I'm not as I'm not like I'm not as a huge football fan but I truly enjoy watching it though.
0: Right right and now you said you still live in in Baton Rouge Um, obviously now that you are going to be on the LPGA tour full-time is that where you still plan to have your home base and kind of go from there or are you still working things out?
1: I'm actually moving I already decided to move yeah so I'm gonna have have based out of Orlando in like two weeks so I'm really excited about that Um, but I've but I still love Rouge, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy every time I go back. But I think that a little bigger city and bigger airport yeah. is going to be good.
0: Now, what are you most excited about uh, when it, in terms of playing on the LPGA Tour next year full-time? What, what's, uh, what are you looking forward to?
1: I look forward to the challenge. I look forward to the challenge of playing against the best players in the world because um, I, 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 I see myself getting there one day, and mm-hmm. I just want to see what they do. I just want to see how good I can become. Um and how much I can influence the game and how much I can just like spread my love of the game to people around me um, and I'm looking forward to travel obviously you get yeah. to travel the world playing on the LPGA. right so'm I'm, I'm super excited about all that stuff
0: are there are there any uh, players that you've kind of grown up idolizing that you're you're not gonna get to play with that you're kind of looking forward to hope maybe you know a practice round or getting getting paired with them in a tournament
1: yeah there's obviously like uh, I, Annika's been the biggest yeah. of my growing up. So like, but she doesn't play more, but I get to meet her, meet her outside of the mm-hmm. course and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. But like, I was growing up, you saw Anna on TV mm-hmm. and you saw like all these other world players. So it's like, I would love to play with Susanne one day. Like it's gonna, right. like there's so many good players out there that I would love to play with. Right. What,
0: um now I saw, I think you ended up maybe second on the Symmetra Tour. and Actually, the only category you didn't lead, it seemed, is (laughs) is, uh, driving distance, but still, it's pretty good. So you're obviously a long hitter. Where do you attribute that power from? Has that always been a strength in in your game?
1: I wouldn't say that. Like, I... I made a like a conscious decision in high school to like me and my coach talked to business and I was like I want to hit the ball farther and mm-hmm. he's like okay well okay well if you're gonna hit the ball farther you're not gonna hit as many fairways and I was like okay no I'm gonna go for that so I worked really hard in college in high school of working out get my like phys- like uh physique up and like just like physique and just like getting stronger mm-hmm. um so I basically have the mentality of my game that I choose driver, and I choose to hit a nine iron off the rough sometimes Mm -hmm. instead of six iron off the fairway. So it's kind of also my game plan. Like Mm -hmm. I wanna, like I'm gonna go and try to rip it on certain holes because I, for me and the the way I want to play, I see it as an advantage in the long run.
0: Yeah, well, you know, advanced stats kind of are proving that that is the the way you should Mm -hmm. go. I wonder, do do you? H- have you had a coach that's kind of fed you stats like that, or was that just uh, something you came to on on your own? Because it, it definitely the numbers do seem to prove like hit it longer mm-hmm. and just worry about it later. It definitely seems to be. I think
1: a little both because mm-hmm. we have, like they've always fed us in on the national say like okay you make a lower score from the closer you are to the green on your second shot. So they always like fed us right. that, and I was like, but I like to be like I love to be an aggressive player. Mm-hmm. I love to go on par fives and like be like whoa, I really mm-hmm. did that. Like I could really hit like this really tough shot because mm-hmm. that has given me a lot of like motivation and energy when I play. And I'm like, I, I could really do this really tough shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think I get a lot of good feedback to myself when I when I manage to do those really tough things that I think is really hard. Um, and But then sometimes I fail, but I'm like, I'm not scared of uh, like failing on those tough shots because I know that when I actually do it, it's going to be worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, last week was technically the end of the Symmetra Tour season. Uh, ten players got their card. You had obviously earned yours so far uh, a long time ago. Actually, you got the Battlefield promotion, right? You got a third win. Um, wh- what's it been like kind of knowing uh, once you got that second win that you were going to be on tour next year? W- was it tough to even play out the rest of the year, or was it still a great experience for you kind of getting prepared for next season?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was talking to Brett in the cab on the way here, like our media guy for our Symmetra, mm-hmm. and I was like, I left for Florida for seven weeks on the road. I came back with two wins and basically I secured right. spot on the LPGA. And I was like, I sat down in my apartment. I was like, what just happened? Because <laughs> I th- I still don't. Th- it was hard to under. It was hard to understand, especially mm-hmm. with so many tournaments left. And like, um, I just and I just kept playing well. I was like, okay, I, am I gonna be able to keep doing this? So like I was starting questioning things in there right. in, the, in there for a while. But I was like, okay, no, I'm gonna keep doing. it. I'm gonna keep playing. Right. Um, I think it hit me. When after I ate my last putt on eighteen last week, I, I saw my mom was in town, mm-hmm. uh, so I saw her and I was like, "Don't start crying, don't start crying." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, i okay, I'm okay, okay." So I was like, "Yeah." So I think it hit me a little bit then right. because, but I'm so, I'm so I'm so focused on doing my best every week, mm-hmm. so it's hard to it's hard to like really get it in the middle of the season. Right,
0: right. You mentioned, I mean, this that seven week stretch. I was reading about it. I think six in the top five, two wins, to, and that was to start. Yeah. You're kind of pro career, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, to, just to how – how what do you attribute uh, to being able to get off to that fast of a start? How, do, how did you pull that off?
1: I think it was, the f- like, the fact that well, – I actually started the first tournament in California because mm-hmm. um, that's when I was talking to my mentor, Robert, about, mm-hmm. like – he called me one morning. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, not much. I'm about to go play. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, come on you're okay i was like no Mm i was like i was so nervous i felt really out of place Mm -hmm. and i just i was really uncomfortable with the whole situation about what i was doing and Mm -hmm. i was questioning myself if i was going to be able to do it so like our goal from there was to just really enjoy the like the moment to just really enjoy myself and being myself and just Mm -hmm. really working on like being myself fully on the course so that was like my like my entire plan when mm-hmm. I was like playing those first few went. I was like, I'm just going to go out and be as happy as I can. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I can't fail. I can't, like, I can't do anything. Like everything is success. Like if I get every, every round, I'm like, this is success. I've succeeded something. Mm-hmm. So like, that was basically my main goal. And then the result just kept, ha- kept happening. And I was like, Whoa, what just, what just, what's <laughs> going on? Like this goes together with what I was like trying to do. Yeah. If I focus on this, I also do like puts put good scores down.
0: Right. What, um, do you have any f- friends on the LPGA next year that you're going to look to for maybe some advice to kind of help you get through the, the rookie season?
1: Oh yeah. I, I know, I know Anna and work and Pernilla mm-hmm. Lindbergh. I know them. Um, so I'll probably ask them around. I go, yeah. I always like, I, I'm like, okay, can you help me with this? So uh, <laughs> I think that I'm going to get to know uh, a bunch of people. I know a few, like a little bit, a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm definitely gonna look for advice because that's like that's what we've done this year on Sumatra. Like, if you if you have a question, you better ask. Like, mm-hmm. it's like p- people are there to help you, so it's uh, it's a very open environment, and everybody's really helpful. So I'm gonna take that take that with me next year too, and not be afraid to ask questions and not be afraid to uh, seek advice for sure.
0: Yeah, I was gonna. You know, this season in general, <clears throat> not only the the wins, but um, just life on tour. How how important. Was this season on Symmetra tour for for your future kind of going forward?
1: It was really important. I remember from last year i was I was really disappointing and uh, missing out on not LP my LPGA card in a third stage. I was mm-hmm. really disappointed, really like hard on myself. but mm-hmm. then I was like, we we talked about it, and I was like, no, this is where I'm at right now. Like, This is where I'm at, and I'm going to take it from here. Mm-hmm. And I don't – like, I think the best thing that have happened to mm-hmm. me was to miss my card because I would not have been the player I am today. I wouldn't be the person I am today mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have experienced this year on Symmetra. Uh, it's been, like, such a huge learning experience, and I have gotten so much more comfortable, mm-hmm. like, in my own skin as the player I want to be, and just, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I've d- gotten to know so many people, um, and I'm really excited to, like, try to make – help Symmetra to make them – like – a bigger, Mm -hmm. a bigger field for a lot more people to come over here. I know in Sweden, like a lot, they're focusing a lot more to bring people over to Sumatra and to LPGA. So like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of good things that comes with this and I'm super, super excited.
0: Yeah. What now that you, um, well, first of all, when you got the battlefield promotion, I know it's kind of late in the Mm -hmm. year. Uh, have you, it just happened earlier this month. What did you, um, have you gotten a chance to play yet, and or do you get to get a chance to play in some of the the events down the rest of the season? No, I won't. They okay. have they
1: have like the limited field stuff. Right, and it's my, t- my status with the battlefield promotion is not good enough to get in the okay. tournaments. But I, I I got into the Canadian Pacific Women's mm-hmm. Open, so I got to play that, and I was really excited because I knew that was going to be one of my last ones. If, if even if I would have gotten the Battlefield God. promotion earlier. Right. So I was really pumped to get another chance because I, I played a US Open. So I had okay. I have played with the like on the tour. So yeah. I know now I know a little bit more what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody like I was like this year, I'm like, I'm going to focus on Symmetra. I'm not going to like put too much focus on the Battlefield promotion until it actually happens, mm-hmm. if it happens. So uh, I had my mindset for Symmetra all year and I, uh, I played a good amount of tournaments and I got to choose a little bit what I wanted to do. So I feel like I got a good schedule in, and I I'm really excited about my three wins. Obviously. Yeah.
0: Now, I think people would want to know kind of what's a, what's the day-to-day life like on the Symmetra Tour. Are you are you driving around from tournament to tournament? Are you flying? Are you are you staying in fancy hotels? Are you rooming with people? <laughs> like what you know? Everybody thinks be, the life of a pro golfer is so glamorous, but mm-hmm. it's not always glamorous, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a lot of hard work. And and what's it kind of like to live that lifestyle?
1: In the beginning, I drove a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was able to uh, to fly. So I've been – in the beginning, I drove and stayed in housing. We're really fortunate to have such a great connection with the communities at the mm-hmm. cemetery event. So, we, like, there's housing at every event we go to, and a lot but of girls stay, stay in like housing. Ho- like, there's host families. Ho- like, host fi- right. So right. they stay in their homes, and they let people let us in, and mm-hmm. they're just so welcome. So that is, like – a huge advantage for us because you save money and you get to meet this community yeah. people in these communities too so it's that is one of the big things that a lot of people know and i like all my housing this year has been amazing mm-hmm. i still keep in contact with them weekly whenever i play so it's a lot of fun for them to, to experience this all like this whole journey with us um but then lately i've been doing more hotels mm-hmm. and i'm um, trying to focus more on like just staying in my own bubble a little bit but I, i'm i'm I've been fortunate to try everything. So uh, mm-hmm. I kinda I'm kinda learning to see what I like and what kinda things that works for me and not.
0: What um, how do you keep yourself entertained on all these flights and all the nights and hotel you know, do you have you watch a lot of movies, you watch a lot of T V, uh, do you listen to a lot of music? What what how do you do that?
1: um i'm actually so like i've always been terrible at sleeping in flights but okay. i'm getting better so i'm that's, really that's really cute. proud my flight from orlando to new york i slept the entire way super <laughs> proud of myself um but i love to read so mm-hmm. one of my biggest okay. thing is to read um and then uh when i like this year i've tried to do puzzles on the road okay so like i actually puzzle like when you jigsaw the pieces. puzzles yeah the oh, okay pieces. so i've done probably like i would say four or five this year on to four wow five yeah something like that on tour how
0: do you carry all the once you well, get started you kind of so
1: to like i normally buy them when we get to new places <laughs> okay and then i build them yeah and then i break Bring them down it <laughs> so like <laughs> that's how right. it works because it's like uh, i'm not really a big fan of tv and okay uh, and all that stuff um, yeah uh, so i like i try to do other things that i know is yeah. gonna um help me a little bit better to like calm down because i'm mm-hmm. a really like pumped up person okay I, like i kind of need to calm down at night so. yeah a puzzle um, reading, and reading it's a good, lot of good Puzzle stuff. seems pretty
0: pretty yeah. tame yeah and
1: like when is you find oh <laughs> when you look for the right piece and you find it like it's like this <laughs> excitement it's like yes <laughs> all right yes huh.
0: now is it is it tv in general or american tv that you don't No, it's like, tv like? just general. tv in general yeah, yeah you,
1: uh i, I actually Five years, I still don't have a TV in the U.S. Like I've wow. never had a
0: TV now. That's amazing. <laughs> in college, no TV. No TV. Yeah.
1: I got stuck on a few shows, like, on my computer, but okay. no, no no TV. Wow. And I, I'm not a big movie fan either. Mm-hmm. People, I, I kind of get embarrassed when people, like, they're like, I've never seen Titanic. Like, yeah. it's like... <laughs> People are like, you've never seen it? I was like, no.
0: <laughs> but you admit that you have, or do you, do you try to like play along with Oh, no, with I it? know yeah. I don't play along. You I'm like, like, I have no idea what you're
1: talking about. They're like, who's your favorite act? I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> no idea.
0: That's great. Um, have you had a chance to, or, or maybe you don't do this, or maybe you do, set goals for next season, your, for your first full year on the LPGA? Do you have anything specific in mind, or is it just to get better, obviously, or...
1: I don't I don't really work really well with like specific mm-hmm. like result goals. Like I do have one though. Like I'm going over to uh Europe to try to get my LET status so mm-hmm. I can give uh Solon Cup a chance for next year. Great. Cuz that would be one of that's a huge dream of mine. So I would uh, I would love to be able to play a little bit mm-hmm. on both tours if I can since I'm from Europe. So mm-hmm. um that is a huge uh that's out there in the, yeah. in the stars. Like that. that's something I look forward to. But other than that, like my biggest goal is to go to bed to feel like I've become a little bit better every mm-hmm. day. Um, so I focus more on small things, uh, mm-hmm. like what can I do to make this a little bit better? What can I, how can I learn to be, do a little bit better in off season? Like all these things. So right. um, that's more like what keeps me motivated. That's what gets me up in the morning. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to ask you about Solheim Cup. I'm glad you brought it up. What? So to for people who don't know, because I know we saw some weird stuff happen with the with mm-hmm. Ryder Cup qualifying. Do you, do you have to be a member of the LET to to play yes. for Europe. Yes. Okay, so, so it's that's the same thing. It's, it's the same really thing because right. we saw obviously yes. Paul Casey wasn't a member. Yeah. and he didn't make. So you have to do that. Um, is does the qualifying? Is it just for one year or is it like a two year window? Like
1: they have a two year window okay. to play play the events. So, but I'm hoping to just earn status and hopefully play good enough. Right. I don't, I don't really know what I need to do to qualify. Okay. but I just want to give it a chance. Since sure. To no, someone L P G and I can ha- I feel like I can have a shot at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's obviously a big event and obviously the olympics were in the past year that is that something that ever crossed your mind and uh
1: well for last year it was going to be tough yeah but, uh 2020 is a huge dream yeah. of mine for sure it's like a dream come true like i've watched olympics growing up and i would just love to be there i would love to be in tokyo and represent my country it's it's a it would be a huge huge success and a huge huge dream
0: awesome well We will wish you all the best of luck next year. Uh, With the way you played this year on the Symmetra Tour, it's hard to imagine you're not going to have success (laughs) next year in the LPGA. Thank you so much again for coming in. Really appreciate the time. That's uh, Madeline Sagstrom. Thanks,
1: Madeline. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks.
0: Thanks again to Madeline, and thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on iTunes and check back next week
1: to see where our guest is.